Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, my name is Helen and I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich. I think it's fair to say that this year has been a bumpy one so far for investors. And when markets are falling, the question is, of course, how do investors know if they're witnessing a brief correction or if it's the start of something bigger? I guess no one can answer that for sure, but there are certain behaviours that may be quite tempting as an investor, but in the long term actually turn out to be mistakes. I'm very pleased to be joined on this podcast by Massimiliano Fidanza, an investment partner at Julius Baer. And we talked before recording this podcast and identified around 10 of the biggest mistakes to avoid during a market crash or correction. And I'm looking forward to talking through these with Massimiliano now. Hi, Massimiliano, and thank you for joining me on this podcast today. Hi, Ellen. So let's get started with number one then. You say that the first mistake is thinking that the market is wrong and we are right. Can you start by talking a bit about how this can be an issue? Sure. We always have quite the opposite view that the market is never wrong. At any single point in time, it discounts all available public information, which includes both fundamentals and the psychology of investor. Trying to stick with your opinion when the market tells you a different story is really something you do at your own risk. An excellent proxy of what the market thinks is provided by technical analysis, which we always visualize through charts. So we always mention technical analysis, look at the charts. As the market has the habit to follow a trend, whether it's up, down, lateral or sideways. As long as the trend holds true, just follow it. When it changes, be ready to adapt your strategy as well. Fundamentals are challenging these days and in the current environment, valuation are of little help. When the stock is cheap, it's not necessarily an opportunity to buy. When times get particularly uncertain, just pay attention to what the Mr. Market tells you and follow it. In short, our conclusion is that the technical analysis is a super useful tool to understand the market sentiment. As long as the current support, which we define as moving averages, which means more or less looking at the closing prices of stocks over a long-term horizon, 200 days more or less, you should just hold your nerves. If this trend is broken down, then you should think about de-risking your portfolio. Okay, so understanding market sentiment is key then, and that the market has priced in all the available information. Now, I sometimes get a bit emotional. I don't think I'm the only one. But in terms of investing, getting emotional isn't a great thing. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, emotions are great, but only in real life. When investing, you should keep them at bay, as they will represent a poor guide for investment decisions. Emotions tend to take the lead, especially during market correction. You get easily scared and influenced by oral stories told by financial gurus, financial news about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's better to observe the state of mind of the crowd around you, as this is where it pays to be contrarian. When everyone panics, the market has already corrected. It pays to be brave and buy. If the crowd gets euphoric, you should start taking your profits. We can follow what the Mr. Buffett advised in this case, because he really based his investment career on this philosophy. So the conclusion here is to be contrarian to the crowd's state of mind. Look perhaps at the charts again, and if the trend reverses, but people are still bearish, that's already the time to buy. So to keep your emotions at bay when it comes to investing is key then. 
Um, moving on, you say that falling in love is bad. That's not something we hear very often. But in investing, falling in love with a company or an investment idea would be a mistake. Is that right? Yes, I agree with that. This is one of the biggest traps, as it makes you insist on riding the wrong horse. Just because a storyline resonates well with you, it does not mean that you will make money. Same thing with a product. You may love a specific one, be a super user, but it doesn't mean that the company is an investment opportunity. Challenge again your investment thesis and perhaps look at technical analysis, as it can signal a change in trend. If this happens, throw away your conviction, adjust accordingly. Ask yourself, would I buy this share today? If the answer is no, then consider selling. Similarly, investment do not owe you money. If you bought a share at $2 and it has fallen to one and a half, it doesn't owe you the 50 cents. You can fall in love with many things every day, but never be sentimental with a stock. The next mistake that we noted is blindly relying on what others say. But it's okay to ask for advice, right? So is it a bit of a balance or what do you make of this one? The thing here is that the more market gets difficult, the more we think that we need to ask for advice to anyone that has opinion. At the apex of COVID-19, everyone suddenly turned into an expert. Today, everyone is turning into a Fed expert by forecasting how many rate hikes we will have in 2022. Obviously, these people can rarely forecast the future. Three months ago, nobody saw any analyst forecasting six rate hikes in US dollar. So why blindly trust them now? The Fed is not, for example, planning what about to do for 2022, but only what to do in the next meeting. After this, the US central bank reduced depending on future macro numbers and the market's reaction following that. This means that all the forecasts issued by the banks about five, six, seven rates for this year are quite useless. In this sense, you should not blindly follow what the others say. It's good to know what the rate hikes are for the year to plan your investments, but do not blindly trust them. That makes sense. Moving on then, the next thing to avoid is lacking discipline and not sticking to a plan. So I guess this also refers to having a strategy for the long term. Is that what we're really talking about here? Yes, discipline is extremely important, especially these days, when you may wonder whether you should just sell all and buy back when the dust will have settled. But this presents you two challenges, very linked to trying to time the market. You have to get the timing right, not once, but twice, when to sell and when to buy back. So you risk selling now and then the market rebounds. Even if you sell well, you will most probably not buy at the bottom. The more the market goes down and the more the narrative explaining it will turn ugly, therefore scaring you to death. Believe me, when everyone explains you why it is obvious that the market crashes, it is extremely difficult to be contrarian. Ask yourself, did you buy in March 2009? If not, there is no reason to think this time it will be different. Short term, it is not about the fundamentals, but it is about psychology. The latter can change overnight for no apparent reason. It is impossible to forecast. Therefore, trying to catch up with the crowd psychology means constantly being behind the curve. Okay then, so what does drive the markets in the long term? We have defined a couple of forces in our investment approach that dominate the market depending on the time horizon. Flows and technicals take the lead for around the first year, then central banks take the stage and prevail over the medium term up to around seven years, and lastly, fundamentals hold strong in the long run over a 10-year period. Having a sound investment strategy and being disciplined about it, therefore, is much better than trying to time the market. You can always adjust it, but you should not constantly U-turn your bets. Your best strategy is to build a well-diversified portfolio structure around well-thought investment themes. Short-term movement can make you suffer, but it's the only way to navigate the markets in the long term. If you own good quality investments, keep them. 
So you touched on it just now, but the next mistake is to avoid confusing the short term with the long term. I mean, we obviously all love to see the value of our investments go up. That's human nature, I guess. But it's important to keep your time horizon in mind. Yes, right. Over one day, you have 50% chance to gain or lose by buying equities. Over the long term, you have a much higher chance of making money. Short term is about luck, but good performance is the result of a systematic long-term strategy. If you don't count your time horizon in years, you should never invest into equity in the first place. And why is that? Because equity reward you very well for your patience and for your bearing through the short-term volatility, which means suffering from short-term market corrections is why your long-term returns are high. It is a rule and not an exception to have a correction every year, on average 13%. So what we see these days is not particularly surprising. But this is not a big price to pay when you think that, on average, a calendar year performance is positive. Stick with the big picture. We still trade in a secular bull market, which means that we still have around 5 to 10 years of heavy markets ahead of us. 2022 may be difficult, but this is the price to pay to make money long term. By selling it all, you risk not being invested when the market rebounds. If you hold quality, keep what you have. Now, I'd like to say I don't tend to overreact. Sometimes the news headlines, though, are made to get a reaction out of us. So I think we can fairly easily overreact to some of the things that are happening in the world. So overreacting to the latest headlines is number seven on our list. Can you talk a bit more about this one? Most of the time, headlines are made to scare us. Remember, bad news sells better than the good news, resulting in a constant oversupply of horror stories. Financial history teaches us that what mattered yesterday is not any more important today. Headlines do influence the market, but most often only for a few days or weeks, and then the market moves on to the next stories. These days, it is all about the inflation. Yesterday, it was about the Chinese real estate company Evergrande, global depression, US elections, or the trade war, just to name a few. Overreacting to the story of the day makes no sense. Tomorrow, we will have a new one to focus on. And again, this is also about thinking more long term, I guess, because the news headlines tend to be very short term in regard to their impact on the markets anyway. The next mistake is to avoid averaging down on the losers. It can be tempting though, right? You believe in a stock, but you're annoyed that the price has gone down. So you want to buy more at a lower price. So you feel like you haven't lost as much. Why should we be wary of doing this? Managing money is not about hoping for a better future. If a stock is heavy under pressure, there is always a good reason. It is not by putting more money into it and optically reducing the purchasing price that it will suddenly go up. Most of the time, it actually doesn't. By loser here, we don't mean just companies that have negative price performance on your portfolio, but actual market losers, bad management, bad products, etc. This means that you have to be quick at admitting your mistakes. A portfolio fortune is made by cutting the losers, as they are the one that continuously weigh down on your portfolio's performance. Another mistake can be putting more assets into cash when markets are falling. To some, it feels like a safer thing to do, but inflation is a strong argument against doing this, right? Yes, holding too much cash is always a wrong idea. As an example, US dollar cash kept in the current account currently yields zero. With inflation at 7%, it means that the US dollar-based investor loses around 7% in real terms. This cannot be a serious investment strategy. The same applies to euro-based investors, as inflation is around 5%. Investors who are cash-rich usually wait for the perfect storm to invest. But again, when this happens, they become even more bearish and prefer to wait better times, which results they never invest. 
And don't forget that the perfect storm does not happen often. Most of the time, the market climbs a wall of worry in the sense that it rises amid skepticism. Frustrations for not participating in a rising market can be as strong as those about losing money during a correction. When in doubt, you should stick to your strategic asset allocation. This means being invested in the markets and avoiding keeping too much excess cash. Well summarized, thanks Massimiliano. And we are already at mistake number 10. So the last of the 10 biggest mistakes that we're talking about today is cutting the profits and extending the losses. So investors sometimes take profits too early and fail to realize losses that they should. How does this work then? And what should we be aware of? Yeah, we take profits too frequently. Obviously, only good stocks go up. So when we take profits on good investments, this will tend to rise further and never look back, which means we take profits and cap our upside potential. On the other hand, too frequently, we let our losses run in order to avoid admitting our mistakes. So we keep zombies in our portfolios in the hope that one day they may recover. But even an unrealized loss remains a loss. And as an investor, our main goal should be trying to make back our money as quickly as possible. Is this possible with the wrong horse? Obviously not. We should therefore cut our losses and extend our profits. There is no reason to sell something that works unless its positive trend changes. IT and healthcare are structural winners of the present time, even though they are losers so far this year. Financials are cyclical winners within a cycle of rising rates. You don't want to sell these investment topics. The current difficult market is perfect for performing some spring cleaning. Get rid of the zombies and continue betting on your winners. Excellent. Thank you very much, Massimiliano. This has been a really interesting conversation. So in summary, then, the key takeaways are to really think quality and think long term. Do you have anything to add to that? Exactly. And always stick with your plan. If your asset allocation allows you to invest more, do so. Otherwise, stick with it and ride the volatility. Great. And with that, we conclude this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thank you again, Massimiliano, and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation and we hope that you'll join us again soon. Bye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbear.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.